and happy Monday, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning into the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey as always. Craig, we let him have the day off for his birthday. So Craig, I hope you're not watching right now. We have Pete Blackburn of What Chaos joining us. And for those watching on YouTube, you can see we're still at home because while the electricity is restored in our building, the Wi-Fi is not the saga continues. But uh, how's everyone doing on this fine Monday morning? afternoon it's not the morning at all this is this uh building thing is still going on sure is is. like a week and a half now (laughs) it feels like a big conspiracy here at phx downtown i i know i enjoy working from home so some are saying it might have been me but uh, (laughs) but it it wasn't oh lord yeah charles said two peets at the same time we made an exception today um for for two pds and peets at once but uh it's the all-star break so you know, no games for us all week, but we have a great slate of guests starting with Pete today. So as it is the not midway point, we're a little past the midway point, but the all-star break, I feel like is a pretty good cutoff for judging things. Uh, we thought we would do some predictions with you, Pete, if you're down. Let's do it. Cool. So all-star break. Um, we're going to do our Hart, Vesna, Norris, and Calder predictions. So let's start with, I think, the most challenging of these, the Hart Trophy, the MVP. Who do you guys have for Hart at this point, January 29th? I mean, for me, it's hard to it's hard to go in any other direction other than Nathan McKinnon. I know that there is a a number of guys like I mean, Austin Matthews is on pace for a 70 goal season. And that feels like it's somehow slipping under the radar. And like I'm you I'm not gonna bet against Connor McDavid. He's like the best player, the best talent in the world. But I think this season Nathan McKinnon has been the best player in the world for most of the season and has done it to um, in a like a volume that's insane. Like Jared Bednar is running out his top talent in Colorado in insane spurts. Like the the, the ice time that those guys are getting is wild to me. And and Nathan McKinnon has been delivering time and time again big goals, game winning goals in like every situation. He's been. I also think that he's a guy who's like not that there's like a it's his turn like that that exists in the Norris discussion a lot it's like uh it's this guy's year this year he's been waiting it's his time like Nathan McKinnon has been the always a bridesmaid never a bride in terms of the heart discussion but he deserves it this year at, at this point yeah and we need to talk about those two and you hit it on the head Pete those two by far in a way have the most ice time of any forwards in the National Hockey League right now they're they're putting up defenseman like numbers when you look at how much they are on the ice McKinnon he's always had that elite speed and his ability to score just somehow this season he's putting up the numbers that are just like like awe inspiring and, and he's carrying this team and it's a good hockey team it's a good team it's not as good as the team that won the Stanley Cup I don't think I don't think they're as deep and I don't think you're gives especially had a great year but McKinnon's just blown this league up I, I'd like to see Matthews get consideration clearly because from his Arizona and we always got to throw our Arizona guy in there so his scoring is an unbelievable pace but it, I, I agree with you 100% this is Nathan McKinnon's award to lose at this point I agree. And let us know in the chat as we go through these, who you like for each of these awards. Um, Next up, we'll go with the Vesna trophy. Who, who do you have for Vesna at this point? 
It was my preseason prediction. I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back. I feel like it's aging pretty well. Connor Hellebuck, I think, is the uh, the best goaltender in the world, the most go- most talented goaltender in the world. And uh, what he's been doing this year for a Winnipeg team that is like finally playing some solid structure defensively in front of him, like he is so due this this sort of success um based off of the defense that has been in front of him in previous years in winnipeg where they just bled high danger chances and he constantly bailed them out year after year after year and basically like dragged them into the playoffs like they were a good offensive team a lot of talent up front but they were always a poor defensive team this year i feel like that's kind of flipped on its head a little bit like they are a really sound defensive team but Connor Hellebuck has remained the constant, and he's been an unbelievable goaltender in the first half. He's a guy that I thought with all the contract trouble they had over the summer that he was a guy that might fall off this year because, well, Pete, I don't know how much time you spend in Winnipeg, but it's it's not as fun as it might sound. So you, you thought maybe he'd tail off a little bit with all the troubles he had. He's been outstanding. This Winnipeg Jet team's for real, and that's without yeah. the leading score for a large portion of the season. They bought the rubric bonus is selling. This is a fun team to watch. I couldn't agree more, but I like to see a couple other guys get some conversation, at least. I think Thatcher Demko and what he's been able to do in Vancouver, I think his name's going to come up. You talk about the two goaltenders in Boston. I mean, I know you're the Boston guy. Good Lord. Like, those Swim two in. together, they're, they're unbelievable together. Either one on any given night can be one of the best goalies in the league. So I'd like to see that. I, I do want to say to all the Coyote fans that it won't be Alexander Georgiev. He I was about to say. <laughs> he will not be in the Vesna conversation. Ingram's had a great year. He, he really has. Ingram's been elite. He stepped forward as the number one goalie in this league. I think he's evolving into something really special here in Arizona. He's just not quite there to, to, to reach this top echelon of goalies that you're going to see this season. So I, I like your pick with Hellebuck, and I think that Demko is going to get in the conversation too. Yeah, and and like Jeremy Swayman would be an interesting case because it would be very funny if Linus Olmark won the Vezina and then the very next year uh, the other side of the tandem won the Vezina and like when they both split times both years. That would be incredible, but I I, I think that he's going to get punished by like the workload. Um, yeah. Like he's been up there, but Connor Hellebuck's like the body of work is is stronger in terms of like games played. And sometimes when the numbers are close, you get credit for an advanced workload. Yeah, and that, that's fair. And you look at the, the goals against that that Boston team gives up. They defend extremely well, and that's a you know yeah, it's a top to bottom team. So I think they probably it takes a little bit away from them when you look at like a Connor Ingram who shot volume is much higher, and the goal you know the, their defensive system is nowhere near what Boston is. So I think that that really it, it plays against a guy like Swayman too. Um, and for everybody, and I, I know you just acknowledged Ingram. I think Ingram has the potential to potentially be one day. I mean, he has had glimpses this season where he was even in the conversation. Never say never to a Connor Ingram Vesna nomination in the coming years if he can remain consistent and stay on the up and up. And we'll talk more about Ingram a little bit later in the show. Um, this one for me is always a little bit harder than Norris Trophy. Um, I just don't really know how to judge it. Sometimes we've argued on the show that there should be an offensive defenseman and a defensive defense award separately um pd is a known william carlson hater and william <laughs> carlson oh uh, no william. not william carlson <laughs> that's the william no carlson. wrong carlson wild bill what do you got against no wild bill? nothing against wild bill <laughs> be eric eric carlson. yeah eric carlson Pittsburgh. you know they're swedes with long hair why yeah. not um pd is a known hater of eric it's true carlson. who do you guys have for norris 
Uh, for me, it's hard to go uh, against like a guy like Quinn Hughes, who's been amazing this year, and just kind of the turnaround of of Vancouver has been something else, and him being at the front of it. Like Vancouver's best players have been dumped on quite a bit over the past several years at kind of how quiet they've they've gone during some of these skids in the years past. Their best players are playing like their best players this year, and it has really, really led to like a resurgence of this team. And Quinn Hughes has been at the forefront of that. He's been so good and in, in like basically all aspects of the game. So, I mean, it, I, you mentioned like it's it's some somewhat tough to uh, evaluate defensemen a lot of the times. Like if they, especially if they're uh, they're one of those guys that doesn't rack up points. I think when you look at Quinn Hughes, he is a guy that that facilitates offensively, jumps into the play, um, you know, does does everything, and he's he's like a sexy defenseman that is also a very good def- defender. So uh, Quinn Hughes is probably near the top of that list for me. Hey Pete, how do you feel about that though? We've had this debate on our show often about about, and and it all starts with me with Eric Carlson. He's a guy that if you go through and watch him play, he's utterly dynamic on the offensive side of the puck. In San Jose, he was the only guy that produced offense, so he had the puck a lot more often than he's getting in Pittsburgh. But he couldn't defend a lick from the red line, and he stinks. Like, he can't read the rush. He can't I, – I, I just don't like him as a defenseman. If you're trying to protect a lead with one minute to go, Eric Carlson's not jumping over the boards. When you talk about Quinn Hughes, he is. Quinn Hughes, Victor Hedman, Noah Dobson, Roman Yossi, those guys are jumping over the boards protecting a lead, and you'll never put Eric Carlson I'm glad up. you mentioned Noah Dobson because the step that Noah Dobson's taken this year has been pretty – pretty, pretty unbelievable. And I was high on him, um, in, in the draft. Like he's got a, I, I loved his shot, um, you know, coming out of the draft, but like the, the player that he's developed into in terms of 200 foot and just being very, very reliable. I don't know if I put him in the, the Norris discussion, but like he is, he's closer than I would have imagined this year. So, uh, yeah, but like Quinn Hughes is one of those guys, but as far as like the discussion with the Eric Carlson thing, like, you know, Eric Carlson created so many goals. And I think that like the job of a defenseman, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be to keep the puck out of your own net. Mm -hmm. And I do think that Eric Carlson kind of changed the blueprint in a lot of ways. Um, is in like, if you're, if you're creating so much at the other end, that like it's overcoming the deficiencies in your own end, I still think you're a really great defenseman. But, you know, maybe that opens up the discussion of whether another award is needed in terms of, you know, best defensive defenseman. Yeah, and I think that's noise. fair. As long as the conversation's there, that you can bring that into the aspect. Like we talked about Quinn Hughes, he still plays against the top players. Adam Fox, you know, there are plenty of defensemen that still play in that defensive role. And I will say this for Eric Carlson, because I know he's listening to our show right now, because he often does out in Pittsburgh. This is the first time he's been a, a plus player in the last six seasons. Like he's not a plus player. He's a bit like in big minuses. He, he wore the green jacket in San Jose last year with a minus 26. Like, so it, it's something. It, He's taking a step forward. He's plus nine right now at the All Star break to a team that's that's fighting, fighting to try to get in there. So I, I'm going to jump on the, the Quinn Hughes bandwagon. I, I'm going to just t- t- ride Pete's coattails all the way in because <laughs> <laughs> one, he's really handsome and, and he speaks really well. So I'm going to ride that train. And I, and oh, I yeah. do like the the Quinn Hughes pick. I think that's a great pick on a team that's playing well. And you talk about plus minus two, and you look at Quinn Hughes numbers like they're exceptional right now. Quinn Hughes is a plus thirty four. Like that's wow. phenomenal for a guy that's leading all defensemen in points to still be a plus 34 is, is exceptional. So yeah, I like, think that's a great pick. 
his his goal share is is really really high in terms of just like even the five on five numbers just like they are scoring so much with him out on the ice and they are not giving up much in their other end i think i want to say like i think the like the the Canucks goal differential or whatever, or, you know, goal share is like 64 to 33 or something with him. It's on unreal. The ice. It's just, yeah. it's crazy, especially given how, how much he plays. So, you know, it's obviously the team success is, is not fully attributed to him, but it's a really big part of it. All right. Last award we'll talk about today, the Calder Trophy. Connor Bedard still leads a lot of rookie categories despite being out for a few weeks and a few more weeks to go. I guess the better way to phrase this is, is the Calder still Connor Bedard's or is anybody challenging for it right now? I think it's still Connor Bedard's. <laughs> like, and I, I think that, you know, even if he doesn't finish with the points lead or the goals lead or whatever, like I... If it's even remotely close, I think people are going to look at the quality of of competition and the quality of teammates that that he plays with in Chicago, and it's going to close the gap um, from from those numbers because he's just that team is so bad. <laughs> that team yeah. is so bad, and him even having uh, statistical leads while playing for that team is impressive in itself. Um, so. You know, if it's even close, uh, it, he's really, really impressed me um, in a situation where he has every ex- excuse not to succeed. And uh, and he's just he's lived up to the hype, which is insane to say, given how much hype there was. Yeah, they should have given it to him at the draft. <laughs> just, here, here, here's the Calder. It's over. Why bother? And and, and I, I got to admit, when, when this season started, we saw Logan Cooley with that impressive preseason goal that he had in Australia. And you go, oh, maybe. Like, we we pumped it on this show. Yeah, Cooley's going to be right there. with. But, well, then he wasn't. And then he wasn't. And he didn't have the start that we were expecting him to have offensively. Cooley's had glimpses. Bedard has had highlight reels. And they're over and over and over again. He is getting the benefit of a really bad team. So he's getting an incredible amount of minutes. He's getting every offensive zone star, power play shot, all those things but he's doing it by himself and for for missing 10 games he's out 10 games already still leads in points i, I the only way i, I think a brock faber is going to get mm-hmm. a little attention because he's a defense he might be a finalist well. i think brock faber will be there uh, you know from yeah. the from the minnesota wild which is amazing because that team is like to you pete they, how can you watch him play do anything but but Connor <laughs> bedard is by far and away the only exception and and this is going to be if if and Fantelli's reported maybe hurt this morning if someone like Cooley or Fantilli just goes off in, in the next twenty games and I mean like Logan Cooley like we expected from his Australia goal if that happens you know once or twice a week over the next five weeks maybe but even yeah. then it's probably still Bedard like somebody's going to have to blow this thing up and I don't yeah like a guy like Marchenko who had like 20 goals in the second half of last year or something right. like if something like that happens maybe but like yeah I, right now I think like there's only Bedard and Faber in the discussion and like the Faber thing there's a there's a drop off there and and that's yeah. no disrespect to Faber because he's had an insane workload and been really really good for a wild team that has needed him and at 21 years old to be that relied on on the blue line is very impressive and i've been i've been really really impressed by him but connor bedard has just you know it, he's in yeah. a league of his own right now yep at his age to be doing what he's doing is 
honestly, it's unbelievable. And, and to see what this kid's going to do when they get another first overall pick this year <laughs> to see where this team is going to go. And you talk about Brock Faber's workload. He leads all rookies in time on ice by four minutes. Like that's, that's a, he's playing 25 minutes a game as a kid. Um, by the way, he's from Minnesota, Lee, in case. Oh, you're my gosh. <laughs> All right. Last thing before we let you go, Pete, we're going to give you the opportunity to give your Stanley Cup final prediction right now. <laughs> Record this right now. I want to. <laughs> Uh, my preseason cup pick was the Los Angeles Kings and they are absolute dog wow. to right now. So I, I feel like I shouldn't be giving a, a pick, but I'm going to put the Bruins in the cup final, um, because the East is just so wide open. And I feel like the Bruins have had most more consistency than any, any other team. And they're actually being forced to play like meaningful games during this regular season with some challenges. So I'm going to put the Bruins in there and I will say uh, I'll say the Oilers find a way to screw it up. So I won't put them in there. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say I the Oilers put, find a way. No, oh, they're, they're, they're going to be super popular. They were super pop- yeah. popular last year. I'm going to say they find another way to screw it up, uh, even though I love how they've been playing recently. Yeah. I love how they've been playing. I just don't trust them. Can't <laughs> trust them. I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put the Colorado Avalanche in there. I'll say Bruins and Bruins and Avs. It's interesting because there's so many things there. Like there's so many teams that it could be, especially in the West. And you look at Edmonton, if it ends today, they're opening with the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. I wouldn't want to draw that card first. Okay, I just no. think I think Vegas is just lying in the weeds, waiting for everybody to get healthy and under the salary cap and the LTIR will miraculously clear up right by playoff time and they're gonna be good. Vancouver, Although, I don't know. I don't I don't feel it for Vancouver. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I don't know. You don't know if they're a player. Oh, like, no, no, no. If they're built, <laughs> I was going to say, built, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if they're built yeah, they're built fair. the right way to get through some of these seven-game series. I, I know a, a Rick Tockett coach team is going to be there and going to be tough and they can score goals. We'll see what that Jardemko does on the big stage. We'll see. Colorado's got all the experience. They got the guys that can do it. I, I like Vegas and I like Colorado. One to watch, though, is the one you mentioned already. Ready. Rick Bonus, coach Winnipeg Jets, if Hellebuck gets hot, I'd like to see that team do that. Would be a really good story. I also think like the Dallas Stars, like the Dallas Stars are a team that like does feel like they're kind of built for that playoff success, and they have ran into some trouble, um, you know, getting over the hump. But like you talk about the 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 Canucks and how you're not sure if they're a playoff team in like the sense of being ready. It does feel like you need the two the two to three kicks in the nuts in the playoffs yep. before you finally get over that hump. And Vancouver hasn't really had that yet. Right. And like I look at a Colorado before they won the cup, um, you know, a Tampa Bay Lightning before they won the cup. Like they had to fail. And they had to learn things about themselves, learn things as a team, how to play, how the game changes in the playoffs before they were able to go, get over that hump. So like a team like uh, like Dallas or Colorado, I think that I would trust a bit more than Vancouver, despite all their success this season. Yep. I, I think you're I, I right again. It's Colorado, Dallas and Vegas and the dark horses, Winnipeg and, and the East. And I know you got to go because Pete's got these. He's a busy, busy guy. But the, the, on the East, I, 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 I like Boston a lot. I really liked my preseason pick. I really liked the New York Rangers coming into this. And I don't know what the hell's going on inside their room or what's happening with this Ranger club right now, but they're struggling. So I, I don't think that's the team anymore. Carolina, I like the way Carolina plays 200-foot game. I think they can defend as well as they can score. Their goaltending is the big concern for me. So right now, I, I have to give you the nod. I think it's the Boston Bruins coming out of the East. So if we'll see. 
I, I said the same thing a year ago right now. Florida too. Florida could well. do it again, I think. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. I, I don't think Boston will let that happen two years in a row. That's just what I think. I hope not. Oh, man. All right. Well, Pete, <laughs> Pete, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I will see you later this week in Toronto. Oh, but yeah. what anything coming up on what chaos tomorrow? You you guys normally have interviews on Tuesdays. So, yeah, no interviews this week. We're saving uh, we're saving that stuff for Toronto. We're going to have a action packed Toronto trip, but we will be uh, we will be having a fun little draft exercise this week in which we kind of like draft our favorite things that have happened in this season to this wow. point. And that's going to be very, uh, very exciting. That Can't wait. That fun. actually sounds fun. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened. This There's season. been, a lot, of <laughs> been a lot of stuff. So. By the way, and I'm going to give the big what chaos plug. I'm sure if people are watching our show, they're watching the what chaos show. But if you're not, these guys like they're fun. Like they make hockey fun. Unlike what Craig Lee and I do, where we <laughs> log it down into the mire of the muck. These guys are fun. <laughs> they, they find different angles on things. They get to get the best out of the players that they interview. It's a really cool show. So if you're not listening, check it out. It's fun. And it's, it's a good it's, way of saying that we're not fun. smart. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're fun. They have they're fun. fun. <laughs> they don't they get bogged down toys. with X's and O's. Yeah. They look they're at right. shiny things and say, woo. Exactly. <laughs> look at that jersey. Yeah, that, that, that is a thing. Uh, no, but you guys, it, it is a really good show. Please check out What Chaos if you're not. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. All right, Pete. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you soon, Pete. Bye. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thanks again to Pete Blackburn of What Chaos. Pete gave a good plug. Make sure you check them out. What Chaos Show on Twitter and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts as well. Looking forward to linking up with them in Toronto and being reunited with Sean. One thing I will not be doing in Toronto, though, is eating Mexican food. I'm sorry. It's just not great there. But... For that reason, I might have to get my fix before I leave. So Illegal Pete's, it's calling my name. The queso, especially, is calling my name. It always is. And the margaritas. And the bowls. And the tacos. And whatever it is you like at Illegal Pete's. Because there's something that you like. I promise you. And listen, today, it's Monday. You know what that means? It's Margarita Monday. $3 margaritas all day long. Tomorrow, Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos every Tuesday. And if you work in healthcare or education, you can take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every single day. I am not convinced there's a better happy hour out there. That is truly the best happy hour in the Valley. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And for all the money you saved at that happy hour, make sure you take it to Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Look to Desert Financial for checking, savings, mortgage, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members, just like Vagoda did from the PHNX diehards. He already has his $200. That's right. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Lucky Leo said, what time and days they are Monday through Thursday, usually like noonish Eastern, but check out their YouTube. Yeah, between ten and eleven usually our time. You can, yeah. you can jump in. But it's the YouTube channel they got the audio only too. So yes. check it out. Um, just on just subscribe to it and then you'll get it whenever they put it up. It's Monday through Thursday. Yes. Great show. And Mike said, I was at the Canes game and left heartbroken that they didn't get at least one point. Mike, us too. Uh that one was a tough game. <laughs> 
it, it, it sucks because when you kind of like reflect, you have some recency bias, right? Like they lost three games in a row on the road, really tough losses. And we were feeling really down about it on our last post game show on Saturday. Um, but now that it's the all-star break PD and we can kind of catch our breath, like we have a full week and a half off from games. We can kind of sit back and reflect on the season. It's kind of a, a good time. You know, the all-star game was one of those benchmark points to kind of evaluate. You look at us Thanksgiving, Christmas, the midpoint, the all-star break is, is that next checkpoint. So that's what you and I are going to do today. Yeah, and, and the, to Mike's point, we were all d- disappointed, and the show might not have been as positive as we would like to have on the PHN Coyotes podcast. So today, I think we're having a little bit of a reality check on on how well things are going, and it's maybe not as negative of a spin today as what we might have had after the game against Carolina. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a good reality check, like you said, PD. And we're gonna first talk about the things that have improved. Let's be positive. Yay. Can you believe it? Me, me and PD. I mean, yep. me. I'm always. I feel like I you try are to be positive. positive yeah. But I'm not me sure. And PD. But you're gonna be positive right now. Yep, I am. So we're it's gonna a take a look at the Coyotes' improvements year over year from the beginning of the rebuild, which coincided with the launch of this podcast as well of course um and see how the coyotes are doing compared to not just last season but the season before that too so danielle can we take a look at year over year 2021-22 year one of the rebuild at the nhl all-star break which was 45 games in and that season the coyotes were 11 30 and 4 had 26 points and had a negative 67 goal differential. What? (laughs) Yeah, tough. Last season, 2022-23, at the All-Star break, that came at 50 games in. The Coyotes were 16-28-6 for 38 points, which is a 12-point improvement from the year before, and a negative 46 goal differential, which is a 21 goals differential from the year before. Then this season, 48 games through at the All-Star break, the Coyotes are 23-22-3, have 49 points, an 11-point improvement from the season before. Are you detecting a pattern here? And a goal differential of minus six. Yeah. When you look at it this way. When you look at when you take it in this, like look at the last 15 games that they've played, and everybody's frustrated from the one and four homestand a few a few you know weeks ago. But you look at it like that, and the improvement in points from now to not just last year, which is an eleven point improvement and four games in hand. Go back two years from when Andre Turney took took the reins of this team, and you're talking a twenty-three point improvement. Twenty-three points points in two years that's phenomenal so as negative as we could be over the last road trip or that that home one and four homestand things are extremely positive for this team in terms of where the rebuild is going like there's every category that you look at this team is getting better they're just it's not just wins and losses we talk about road wins they have more road wins right now at this point of the season this season they did it all of last year those are the kind of strides you want to see this team team make so it's not and, and you said the, the goal differential to me might be the most important because that is the biggest parameter in, in teams that make the playoffs teams that are in the playoffs are in the green we call it, it means they're positive and goal differential and if you're negative in the red you don't and and up until prior to this road trip the coyotes were green and they were above zero. And it's unfortunate this road trip really kicked them in the and it's not anymore. So now it's in the red. But 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 every 
team category, this team is better. And not just slightly, but but big steps forward. Yeah, and it gives you hope about the next year. And kind of when you see it like this, you see it on the scale. Nobody thought the rebuild would only be two years. The, the Coyotes have just played really well this season. They've been in the playoff race since the drop of the puck on the NHL season, even up until this point where they've kind of been sliding down. They're still in the race. They're not out of it. That's, I think, above where we thought they would be at this point. And when you look at it, a 12-point improvement year one to year two, an 11-point improvement year two to year three. So then it makes you think, well, what's going to come next year? And when you see it like this, you really can see what Bill Armstrong probably laid out when he was literally planning this, when he took over as GM and tore it all down. Like I'm sure he had some version. I'm sure he also has like stats and analytics people to help, you know, with models and all of that stuff. But like to see that clear progression and this is, Keep in mind, this is without Connor Geeky and Maverick Lamru and Josh Doan and Dmitry Simashev and Daniil Boot. Like that is still yet to come. And these are the steps this team has taken forward with better pieces. So I think, you know, the last three post games were felt very negative. And they, you know what? I think they deserve to be because the Coyotes did not play to a standard that deserved positivity from us. But big picture, this team has improved immensely. Yeah, and I think that that's where sometimes I, I, it's great. Robert Lee, I don't know if you've seen that quote. You could throw it up on the screen that Robert Lee had. It's not the job of the truth to make us feel good. It's the job of the truth to be true, and it's our job to deal with it. Well, that's exactly what this season has been about. And there are times that we, I think we're, I don't know if we're hard on the team. We're just truthful. They sucked on the road. They, they, they weren't good enough on this road trip. But when you take the overall what this season has done, we some of the stats we didn't mention, two years on the power play, they were 12.6%. At this time of the year, 12.6. Right now, they're at 22%. That, that's an immense jump over two seasons, and they were only 18 last year. So they've improved year over year over year on the power play as well, killing penalties. Oh, yeah, they, they were 73% two years ago, 74% the next year, and they're at 789 which is 79% now. So they're better in that area too. So goals for is up, goals against is down. Power play is up, penalty kill is down. Like all of the metrics that you judge a team by, this team has improved on year over year over the last two seasons. Teams don't do that. So that's great. And to your point, Leah, this is before the, the draft picks that Bill Armstrong is responsible for have really found their way into this lineup. And you look at Josh Doan, the way he's leading down in Tucson, and Simashev and Boot, the way they're leaving over in the KHL. Like, there are some really, really, really good hockey players coming. Maverick Lamaru and Geeky and Canadian Juniors. Like, there's great players coming. So, again, you just want to see those steps. You want to see them approve. Again, another season next year. You want to see them take... If they take another step next season, and we're talking about them being a borderline playoff team this season, where are we going to be with this team next year at the All-Star break? You know, is this team going to be third in the Central? I, I, I don't know. Are they going to be on that top wildcard spot? Like, I think that's where this natural progression needs to go. So I think when you break it down like this, as negative as we've been over the last few weeks, this is really positive. And, and I think what we have to make sure, Leah, that we do after this show is we have to tweet out that, graphic because i think it's important to see what has happened year over year with this team absolutely and charles said if they keep this up next year we could be looking at a 60 point team at the break um and that's very true the it's it's the future is so bright from here and that's not just the team as a whole pd you took a look at some individual performances of you know key players on this team, Clayton Keller, Lawson Krause, Sean Dersey, Connor Ingram, and not only did the team improve year over year, but so did a lot of these individuals. 
Yeah, and it's funny when when I the, the one that we're going to talk about first is Clayton Keller because he he is the offensive leader of this team and he has been for several years now. He's the All Star again for the fourth time, and last year in twenty two twenty three he nearly breaks the all time record in points by a Coyote nearly. And and uh, what I wanted to do though is say is he improving? Is he getting better? Is he continuing to? We've seen him, you know, try to be more of a two hundred foot player. He's getting more ice time. But what is he doing? And when you look at his numbers, and, and at this time two years ago he had seventeen goals, eighteen last year. But that eighteen was in fifty games, and now it's only forty eight games, and he's got twenty. So he's ahead of the pace that he was on a record setting pace in goals. He's above that already this season. You look at his assists, same thing, 21, 23, 25. He continues to increase in both of those categories. So his points, 38, 41, 45 this season. He's four points ahead with two games a hand where he was last year when he set a record or tied the record with Keith Chuck by most points by a Coyote. So to think that Keller has fallen off or Keller doesn't have the offensive output he did a year ago, well, it's just wrong. Like he, he is at a, a greater pace than he was a season ago when he set records. So that's great to see him taking that step forward. The one area you'd like to see improve for him is the plus minus. And that that's the one where he's had a little bit of trouble in that consistency is keeping the puck out of the net when he's on the ice. And, and it's something he's going to have to improve upon um, to be considered one of the greats and, and not just in this franchise, but to, to go up the ladder in, in the NHL's, you know, top players in the league, he's going to have to be able to be a guy that you can rely on on both sides of the ice. Yeah. And I think that's twofold too with, how he's improved because on the one hand you can say, wow, he's, he's ahead of the pace he was last year. And that's with Barrett Hayton out a good majority of this year. That's with his center changing seemingly every other night. Um, You know, he, he plays really well with Nick Schmaltz, but they've seen Kerfoot in the middle. They've seen Cooley in the middle. Schmaltz has been in the middle. Bukestad's been in the middle. McBain's been in the middle. So you can say on the one hand, Oh my God, like he's, he's doing all of this. And that's with the lack of consistency on consistency on the first line that also maybe could explain a little bit of the plus minus two is that, because of all the influx on that line, maybe it's hard, you know, to establish that defensive chemistry with those players. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there as a, you know, something to. Yeah, consider. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you, you look when he plays his best hockey when he's consistent with with Hayton and Schmaltz, and he hasn't had that this season, and he's had to to take on more. And the other thing is. Teams, when you play this Arizona Coyote team, who do you defend against? Like when you're putting out your defensive forwards and putting out your defensive forward lines, who you put them up against? Clayton Keller. I mean, that, there isn't another option. It's Keller. So I, I, he's being defended as hard as he's ever been this season. So I think you have to take some of that with a grain of salt as well. Who do you want to talk about next in the improvement category? Well, it, you talk about Lawson Kraus too. He's another guy that, it, for me, with Lawson Kraus, it's his consistent ability to put goals on the board. So his is more about the goal scoring. You know, two years ago, he had 11 at the All-Star break. Then he had 16, and now he's got 19. He's one shy of the 20-goal mark already at this point of the season. So we talk about his consistency as a goal scorer. He's ramping up, and I think there's still the bars being set higher and higher for Lawson Kraus. I know he sets it internally higher. So for me, the impressive stat for the Lawson Kraus is his ability to add to that goal total year over year over the last three seasons. So it's something to keep an eye on to see him continue to grow as a goal scorer. His shots improving. He's getting to the interior on the power play and five on five. He's getting the puck from Matias Michelli. So I think all of those things combined have allowed him to take steps forward over the last two years as well. Someone who we didn't have on the team last year. So maybe we weren't all familiar with how he performed um, is Sean Dursey, who 
this season through 42 games has eight goals, 20 assists, 28 points. It's a plus eight um, and average is 22, 23 time on ice last season at the all-star break. That was 50 games. So it's eight more games, um, six goals, 20 assists, 26 points. So two fewer points with eight more games minus 14 and 20 minutes of ice time on average, which is two and a half minutes less than this season with Arizona. Yeah, I think this is one of the bright sp- spots for me, too. When they acquired Jersey in the offseason from the LA Kings, you looked at a guy that was going to run the power play. He's going to provide offense for this team. He's done that. He, it's his career um, points, numbers, goals, numbers already at this point in the season. He's fine. Like he He's producing offensively the way they expected to him. He's outstanding on the power play. He gets pucks through to the net. His shot is elite. The one thing that I think everybody was surprised with, including myself, was his ability to defend and play 200 feet. And and he is guy a guy that gets out there as the number one pair going against top players on the other team. One, because he skates so well that he can be out there against some of the top players in the league. And he's got a good stick and he, he's a smart player. So you look at that the two stats at the end of that sheet are he's plus eight versus minus 14 last year with an LA King team that makes the playoffs and was a really strong team. And he's plus eight right now playing against some of the best players in the league. That's a huge stat, but he's also playing more minutes. He played 20 minutes last season, which was a big, that's a lot of minutes for a second year player. Now it's a third year in the league. He's playing over 22 minutes a night. So he's playing more and being still not giving up those goals. So it's a good, really good season. And another step forward for a young defenseman that I think is going to lead this core um, core group as they get through this rebuild. The concern with Dursey is they have to get him signed. Like this, this is one of the, not one defenseman assigned for next season. And I know there's some RFEs in there. They've got to get Dursey signed. You, he, to me, is the, the part of the future that, that they can really continue to grow with as this team gets through the rebuild and is ready to win. Yeah, absolutely. Sign Dursey. Bill, if you're listening, I'm sure you're watching. I'm sure he is. Um, (laughs) Another guy who we talk about seemingly every day, but it's deserved, Connor Ingram. Um, Talk about a drastic improvement year over year at the All-Star break. Right now, through 32 games, Connor Ingram has 17 wins, 11 losses, a 2.61 goals against average, a 9.16 save percentage, and has five shutouts. At the All-Star break last season, 16 games played, exactly half, the number he's played right now, three wins, 11 losses. And again, win losses is a team stat, but just interesting. Three, five, nine goals against average, eight, nine, nine save percentage the year before at the all-star break, two games played one and one, three Oh two goals against nine Oh six save percentage. Hey, you look at last year, Leah, his goals against have dropped a goal. And that's playing in twice as many games. So you play twice as many games and your goals against average drops by a, a goal. And your save percentage drops from under 900 to over 915. Exceptional improvement. Like leaps and bounds. He's the one player that has taken the biggest steps of improvement this season on this Coyotes roster for me. That he is he has gone from a guy that when when he was picked up off, off waivers in Nashville, he was Nashville's number three guy, turns into the Coyotes' number two guy, and now he's not only number one, I think he's statistically in the top ten across the board in the National Hockey League. He's a guy that's clearly stepped up, and now I, I think he's a number one goal in the National Hockey League. I think he's another guy at his age that they can build on for the future. And I hope that they get him locked up because I've really enjoyed to watch him play. And I know he struggled a little bit on this, this last, you know, 10 games or so, but when you look at his statistics as a whole for this season, they've been exceptional. And, and, and I got it. I've said this too. This is a team that doesn't always defend exceptionally well, especially in front of the net. So to him, we'll have these kind of numbers later. Wow. Those are really, really good numbers. So, 
I, I think he is the the coyote that has improved the most year over year from last year or this year. And I think he's one of the biggest reasons why this team has taken the step that they have as a team. Absolutely. So look at that. All these things that the Coyotes improved on in the chat. Let us know if there's something major that you think we left out in the improvement category. PD, were there any other improvements you wanted to talk about? Are you ready to regress to the mean of your personality and get ready for the disappointments? I think overall what we want to make sure people leave this discussion with is it's positive. I think from a team aspect, from the, from the individual aspects, we didn't, you know, we didn't even talk about their youth core. We talked about Cooley, Michelli, Gunther taking steps and strides forward. So I think that that's an important thing. You know, Mosier is also on that young guy that's taking steps forward. McBain is still improving. So I think they've got so many of that young core now that used to be the young core is now the old core or the middle core. And now you got those young guys that are really improving and showing that they belong in the NHL. So I think that's another positive is showing that youth movement as they get into the lineup, they're actually producing and you can see how far that the bar is going to move forward for those guys. Absolutely. Well, you know, earlier or in the summer, we were all betting on the point total for the Coyotes this season. Um, you know, interesting to see through the 48 game mark where they lie right now in points um, with 49. So keep your eye on that if you bet the over or under before the season started over at BetMGM. No Coyotes games this week. There's a few NHL games now through Wednesday. You'll also be able to bet on the NHL All-Star game at the end of the week, which is really fun. Um, And of course, yesterday was a great day for betting on the NFL. Um, And the Super Bowl is right around the corner. That's my favorite. I won a lot of money on the Super Bowl last year. I'm not going to lie. And make sure you do all of these bets over at BetMGM. And if you haven't signed up, yet now's the time with all these great things going on use the bonus code phnx when you sign up for betmgm place your first betmgm sportsbook wager through the betmgm sportsbook mobile application for at least five dollars and you receive 158 dollars that's 58 for super bowl 58 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to damon talk about the disclaimer one problem call 100 gambler available in the u.s call 877 hope and y or text hope and y 467 new york call 800 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 800 next step arizona 800 bets off iowa 800 for confidential help michigan 1 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms this promotional offer is not available in new york nevada ontario or puerto rico gambling problem call 1 gambler available in the u.s call 877 hope and y there we go <laughs> yeah and after you're done gambling and hopefully you have a big winning like Leah did and I did yesterday because it was football day and I like football days I'm taking that extra money and I'm going to some burros it's a family owned and operated and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant try their mouth-watering red and green chili beef mini chimneys homemade taquitos chips fresh guac and their famous hot sauce and don't forget the salsa that Danielle drinks by the gallon with locations through the valley and flagstaff you're never far from delicious time-tested sonoran recipes come check out the newest location in goodyear peoria and i-17 and joe max or you can visit someburros.com to find one near you let some burros cater your next big or small meal order online to find one near you by visiting someburros.com all right we won't spend as much time on the negatives because we're trying to be positive today but there are some things still that need to improve for this team to take that next step that we just talked about them wanting to take um and a few of those things automatically that stand out to me and some of these things are out of anyone's control um Barrett Hayton being injured for the good majority of this year, I think, is one of those disappointments at this point in the season at the All-Star break. I think we all would have liked to see what Barrett Hayton can do, especially after seeing 
the huge step forward he took in the second half of last season you know, you wanted to see how he could build upon that as a player. I think that's been one of the bigger disappointments so far. And it's not anyone's fault. He got injured. Injuries happen. Yeah. And you look at what he did last season where it took him 33 games to get his first goal last year. And it was like, oh my goodness, this guy's what a bust. He's been awful. Ends the season with 19 goals. His second half of the year was phenomenal between, between Keller and Schmaltz. He was great on the power play, got to the net. He disrupted things to give more room to the, to those two players. And he was a big part of what this team needed offensively. The problem is the injuries. And, and this isn't the first time that, that, there's been injury problems around Barrett Hayden. He played 60 games a couple of years ago. And then last year, right before he played, he got hurt in training camp, right? When things were just starting to get buzzing for him, he's had a tough go injury wise. And, and you'd like to see him try to play a completely healthy season when he's rolling. And we really thought that was going to be this season. Unfortunately, it's not. He's only, he's played 16 games so far this year and he really never got going offensively with four points. So hopefully in, in the second half, he comes back and he's able to contribute and, and it's no fault of anyone that he got hurt and, and hopefully he comes back as big and strong as ever and he can help get Keller and Schmaltz and bring that group back together. Although when he does return, I would I don't know if they're gonna throw him right back to the wolves on day one that he'll get with Keller and Schmaltz. It might take him a little bit to get his legs underneath him, but eventually you expect to see him back on that top spot helping to provide the offense um, by getting to the blue paint. Yeah. And maybe Nick Schmaltz is missing Barrett Hayton also because Nick Schmaltz not and listen I'm, I'm not trying to get down on any guy but just looking at his stats um at this point of the season through 45 games played he has 29 points he had 28 points through 34 games played last season so a little bit of a tail off in his points per game this season this year compared to last um you know we knew that he was also dealing with a little bit of a nagging injury that he did end up playing through for the most part he sat out a couple games as well um but i think that Nick Schmaltz is a guy that before the season started, we said, you know, it's time for Nick Schmaltz to have his year, to be healthy the whole year, to be incredibly consistent, like Clayton Keller, who we just talked about. That's someone you can say is a consistent player because he's either equal to or improving upon where he was the year before. Nick Schmaltz, you can't exactly say the same, and I think that's been a little bit disappointing. The biggest issue with Nick Schmaltz continues to be and has been his ability to play games. And you go through his entire career and it's injury riddled from day one in Chicago. And he just, he doesn't have that ability to physically make it through a season. And, you know, he's played you, right now. He's got 45 games the last two seasons. He finishes with 63, 52 before that, 70 before that, 17 before that. Like he just hasn't put together in, in 79, 80, 81 game season. And, and it's hard to have those consistent numbers if you're not healthy. And I, and some of those, Hey, I know he's played games this year that they said that he was had nagging injuries to make it, make it more difficult for him to produce the way he wants to produce. And he's a guy that I've always said when he's on the top of his game, he is a high-skilled, high-speed, elite player. And, and I really believe that with Nick Schmaltz. I know it's in him. We have seen him do amazing things. He just is either in the press box with an injury or it's not consistent enough doing those things over and over again repeatedly. And I want, I've so desperately wanted to see him do that game after game after game. Because if he did... He'd be right there where Keller is, points-wise. He really would be because his hands and his shot, you see that that tight angle shot he makes on the power play, is phenomenal. And, and he has that skill that when he's in the bumper and he does that down low play to the power play where it goes below the goal line up to him in the bumper, it's elite. Like He has that ability. We just want to see it more consistently. And to start with doing that, you, you got to 
you got to try to stay off the injury reserve lift, and that's hard. I mean, some of the things are way beyond your control, way beyond it. Just injuries happen. So let's hope he can remain healthy this the second half of the year and start to produce the kind of offense that I think he can. So let's start with him being healthy for the remainder of this season. That would be a big step forward for Nick Schmaltz. Absolutely. Um, from a team perspective, and this is one, if you just went back, if you just hit play on any of our lost post games this season, one of these things would be talked about. Penalties, turnovers, and mistakes. Another thing that if this team is going to compete for a playoff spot or be a contender in years to come, these three things need to be cleaned up. Yeah, with the penalties, there's top five. They've been top five in the league in penalties all season long. It fluctuates from day to day, but this team takes way too many penalties. And for a penalty kill, it's 18th in the league. That's not good enough to go, hey, we can sit in the box all night. It's not good enough. So you got to you got to start you got to start minimizing your time you're spending in the penalty box turnovers. I I don't know how many, how often we have to talk about that, especially in the defensive zone through the middle of the ice. When this team plays mistake free, they are, they can beat anybody in the league. And they showed that with their, their run of five Stanley cup wins against consecutive Stanley cup winners. They can, if they play a mistake free, the problem is they just don't do that consistently enough. And you've seen that tail off over the last 10 games. And that's really what's been the downfall of this team. They've done it to themselves. And especially when they're playing good teams, you can't play the kind of hockey they've been playing with the mistakes they've had. You'd like to see this team have better starts. I think the first period needs to be a focus from now to the end of the season. Um, and, and I think that that's going to be one of the biggest areas they need to improve on. And they just have to stop hurting themselves. I like how we brought it up and then immediately three people just commented turnovers. In the chat. <laughs> I, know. I know, but this is the positive show. You, you can just fast forward through that last segment. Yeah. By the way, Chris, turnovers is a whole Arizona sports thing. Apparently true. But I also want to say happy birthday, Chris, who shares know, a birthday with Chris. Craig. What an elite birthday. You just turned Craig 31. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Chris. I'm happy happy, happy birthday, Chris. Tuned in. One of the OG diehards. Exactly. Faceoff <laughs> deals right. We didn't mention faceoffs. They stink. At face they do stink. stink. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I want to answer or bring up this question from Bees earlier who asked, how much can be gained by Cooley and Gunther in a break like this in terms of reviewing tape and having an overview look from 20,000 feet up as, so to speak? I think the biggest thing for Gunther specifically is getting the physical rest. I, I think playing at the pace that he's played at compared from the American League to this in the National Hockey League, the amount of games he's playing, I saw him tail off. He's been good the last few games, but there was that period in the middle where you started to see him tail off. So I think the physical rest is going to do him an immense amount of good. But yeah, will they look at film? The one thing I would do if I was in the coaches room with these two is I'd bring them in together. And what I would do is I'd pull I'd pull clips to show them the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of when they're playing together. And I would let them run the meeting. I would let them talk me through it. What 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 went right here? What went wrong here? What do you guys think? What do you see differently? What could you do differently? And I'd really let them take the lead on their own education. But I think you're right. This is a really good time because they don't play again until a, a week from Thursday. So I, I think that this is an opportunity for those two guys. I know they'll go down to Cabo and they'll enjoy the water. I don't know if they're in Cabo. I'm just saying that. But but it gives them an opportunity to take a physical break. But then I, I do think the two of them have such chemistry that if they can go through this learning process together and this development process together, I think it's going to really benefit both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've seen Logan Cooley take a step since Dylan Gunther has been part of the Coyotes lineup. So that's great to see. And yeah, this, this break is as much about physical break as it is a mental break. Just think about how refreshed, you know, anybody in any job feels when you return from a vacation. Um, 
they'll be off this whole week. As we mentioned, they'll probably be back in the rink on Sunday, but they don't play till Thursday. So they get this full week here of physical and mental rest. And then they have a few days to kind of process. And maybe sometimes when you step away from stuff, you, you realize you kind of think, Oh, or sometimes when you're really in it, it's hard to see it from the outside because you're in it and just stepping away. I just think, it's really great for these guys uh, to get a break, all of them, not just Cooley and Gunther, but the whole team as well. Um, and I really hope that we'll see some competitive games down the stretch here and they're in it. And listen, if they don't end up making the playoffs, I don't think it'll be a disappointing season. I think the, f- but it could be a disappointing season if they completely drop off over this next month leading up to the trade deadline. Because as Roaring Fork mentioned when we started the show, the All Star break is. A checkpoint the trade deadline is the last checkpoint of the regular season and that's really going to tell us uh where bill armstrong sees this team heading yeah i agree with everything that you just said i, I think this gives them an opportunity to reset and that you know they left that in uh, with a bad taste in their mouth after carolina it was a very negative feel and it, that started right with that homestand of one and four i think that that's been kind of building in this negativity and this dark cloud on this team and i think that this gives them a chance to eject that start over we're resetting i think guys will come back with a fresh attitude i think guys will have i don't want to say forgotten about that but you can move on and you can start clean starting all over in vegas and you can kind of hit the reset button so i think this is really important for this team at this time the break came at a great time for them it absolutely did. So PD mentioned, we don't know where they are. They could be abroad. They could be here locally, but maybe someone took a road trip. I don't know. There's a lot of great places driving distance from Phoenix and go to California, down to Mexico, to Vegas, but wherever you go, make sure you're fueling up at Circle K. Circle K, always there when I need one, especially when I'm three miles away from running out of gas. I can easily locate a Circle K near me. And it's a great benefit for me to find one because I'm part of the inner circle um, where you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, three cents after that. Plus they're always offering free stuff, whether it's drinks, snacks, polar pops, etc. Make sure you join the inner circle. It's actually so easy. You sign up and then when you go to the pump, all you have to do is put in your phone number and it says, oh yeah, like you're in the inner circle. It knows exactly what rewards you have available. It's super, super easy and simple and it's completely free to join all you have to do is download the circle k app to join the inner circle for free terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details and then stop over after you've got all your gas and go to at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. No one does it better. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook with absolutely massive giant screen TVs. We know they're life-size. We've been there. We've Go watch them. the Super Bowl there. Oh, my. That sounds fun. God, can't even imagine. Electric. Electric. It's a, it's a great sports bar. I'm, I'm, I'm a, just It's phenomenal. The dining and food. Dining range from upscale to approachable. Check out the rooftop restaurant, a prime A Shula Steakhouse, or grab a cocktail and a quiet bite by the pool. Or check out Honey and Vine, the featured dining experience at the all-new Santan Mountain. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what next level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playgila.com for more details. Well, you guys, this is the last show I'm going to be on this whole week. So yeah, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. If anything that. goes wrong from here on out, my hands are off the wheel because PD and Craig are holding it down for the next four days because I am headed to Toronto for the All-Star game. Um, 
Don't worry. I'll be checking in with the show. Oh, lucky Leo. He's not wrong. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, Jamie, boo. Know, hey, I'll luck. be around still. Um, PHNX Sports YouTube, there's going to be content. There's going to be diehard only content. I'll be updating the diehard blog uh, with my travel stories day by day. I'll be blogging my whole trip to Toronto. Um, so make sure you check that out. If you're a diehard, if you're not a diehard, you can become one. I'll be sending stuff in Discord as well. I'll have updates on YouTube. And of course, make sure to keep your eyes on at PHNX underscore coyotes for a ton of social content. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be there. I'm gonna Patrick Brown will be there. Sean DePaz will be there. It's going to be a it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So don't worry, we'll have you covered on the ground in Toronto. But in the meantime, PD and Craig are holding it down. But we have some great guests lined up, PD, this week. I know. We hope so because I'm worried what Mike said. Uh, he said monkeys are in charge of the bananas. I'm very, <laughs> he's saying, you know what? Charles, wrong. Leah's hands are off the bus wheel. Lord help us. Oh, it's like it's I'm so still Craig working, I, you guys. I'll still like. I'll try it's, from afar. It's going to be it's, just tune in for the excitement. So tomorrow we've got uh, hockey genius uh, Elliot Friedman for the first time on PHNX. Deal. Can't believe it's the first time on PHNX, but he'll be in tomorrow live at two o'clock tomorrow. Don't miss Elliot Friedman talking about all kinds of things in the NHL and a little bit of the Coyotes as well. And then Wednesday, Dallas Drake, former Coyote. I didn't even want to what you call him because he wasn't an enforcer. He just played hard, man. Man, did he hit hard. Um, he was in the Kachuk talk at Roanick era. So make sure you tune in to see Dallas Drake on Wednesday. Thursday, I don't know. That's so far away. <laughs> I can't. You can't expect me to plan that far out. And then Friday, we're going to have our, our OGs Friday fun day too, flavoring Fridays with OGs on Friday. So that'll be that'll be a fun show. But something else you need to tune in for because, it, of course, while Leah's gone, I thought it's All Star Break. Why don't I take no uh, take some time? No, why don't I do more work? Why don't I create myself more problems and more work? So what I've taken on this week, we've talked about it several times. It's the Arizona state high school hockey tournament here in Arizona. And I love high school hockey. My son played high school hockey here. I actually was on the bench for one of the, the championships here in 2017. Um, it's near and dear to my heart. So I put a lot of time back into the Arizona high school hockey association and, and a lot's going on this week. So join us tomorrow. We have a special, special, very special podcast tomorrow with the voice of Arizona high school hockey, Dylan Pescator. And we're going to break down the quarterfinal games that happen Tuesday and Wednesday. So expect an audio and a YouTube show tomorrow coming out early afternoon tomorrow that will preview all eight teams in the quarterfinals. And then we will, I will be actually at the games. The semifinals are on Thursday. I will be at those games helping broadcast and we get some interviews and talk to coaches and players. And we're going to have another show on Friday. And on Friday, we're going to break down the championship game. We're going to talk to coaches and players that are going to be playing in that game on Sunday night at Mullet Arena. All games are at Mullet Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, all at Mullet Arena. Go to ASHA, A-H-S, Arizona High School Hockey Association. Yeah, A-H-S-H-A.org for all game times. Or just stay tuned to the PHNX Coyotes podcast, and we will give you all the information tomorrow. We'll give you all the game times, ticket information, who to watch for, what teams are the hot teams. So I'm really excited about this high school game, and I'll be calling the championship game on Sunday as well. And if you can't make it down the mullet, watch me on YouTube and see if I can keep up with Tyson Nash. Lucky Leo, this man doesn't sleep. Literally, I just sat there and listened to everything that's going on this week. And it's like, what all-star break? I know exactly. Man. I like I can't believe I planned up, but it's fun. It is, it is. I enjoy the hell out of this. These kids, they do it for the right reasons. They're not, I tell you what, they're not doing it for for the money. They're doing it for their high school. And they, they you should see this building. 
uh, last year at the mall. Uh, Leah was there oh last God, year. The it was so fun. Went to overtime last year. Desert Vista gets a goal in the last minute to tie it, and then they beat Notre Dame in overtime. It, with the crowd went bananas. It is so much fun. It's ten dollars on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's fifteen dollars on Sunday. That ten dollars gets you into two games on Tuesday and Wednesday. It gets you three games on Thursday because the ACHE ASU team is going to play on Grand Canyon University after that. So you get three games, two high schools, and Grand Canyon ACHE game after that. Like for 10 bucks like oh, yeah yes please it's gonna be fun I, i'm really really sincerely excited about it it's a lot of fun so well, tune into our to the show and, and yeah, hear about the teams yeah. and once you hear about the teams maybe you'll get invested in, and stop down and check it out lots of great stuff ahead be sure to subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a thing um live shows extra content etc you want to make sure you're locked in there um, and become a diehard so you can read the diehard only blog interact in our discord which is always popping um it's a blast so many many perks to becoming a diehard and many perks to just follow along we you know we try to be the one place where you can talk hockey five days a week. And I think that even when the Coyotes are off, we're still talking hockey, even if it's high school hockey as well. So Vosha, great- the Vosha 10 U blue Titans are heading to Fargo this weekend. For the sport in Fargo. By the way, Mike, bring an extra jacket. Just saying that wind rolling across the prairie. <laughs> it's chilly. <laughs> There's no trees. They don't exist there. Don't have oh no trees. My gosh. You can see forever in Fargo. All All right. that well, so good luck down there to Vosha 10 blue. Before we wrap up, we want to say a very happy birthday to Craig Morgan. He's not here. Um, he's happy off birthday. as he should be on his birthday because nobody works harder. He, Craig doesn't take days off. He works seven days a week most of the time. Um, he's been bringing everybody Coyotes content forever. Um, and we owe everything to him. He does. He's so good at his job. But we wouldn't be able to do this without him. Um, so, Craig, happy birthday. Thank you for everything. Thanks for being a great mentor friend and somebody with really bad food takes he's not here to defend himself ha 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 very bad food takes and is very bougie but you know it's what makes him him so (laughs) it's all those bougie takes that make him him exactly exactly god bless tara all right. Well, everybody, wish Craig a b- happy birthday at Craig S. Morgan on Twitter. You can follow PD at SP to Talkie. Follow me at Leah Merrill. Follow Danielle at Abracad Danielle. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Again, be sure to tune in. Elliot Friedman, that's tomorrow, 2 p.m., live on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Great week of shows ahead, 2 p.m. every day. Stay locked in. Thanks again to Pete Blackburn of What Chaos for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody, and we will see you all tomorrow.